What's up, party people? It is Friday, finally and at last. Welcome to the ride to work, or I'm sorry, the drive to work with Bishop. I'm your host, Jonathan Bishop. Still no sponsor. Uh, evidently, this process takes longer than I thought. Um, but you know what? We're going to still work on it. Make a few more calls. Get a set sponsor on the way. Um, in the meantime, this podcast is brought to you by great music. That's right. I am a music fanatic. I absolutely love music. I love to sing. Uh, I love to play some percussion instruments. Um, I'm not very good at playing music. I'm pretty good at singing. <coughs> and this cold is still not gone, guys. Pray for me if that's something that you do. Um, but yeah, so great music. I downloaded the uh, new Coldplay album, A Head Full of Dreams, last night. And, uh, shoot, man. Uh, I don't know what Chris Martin's thinking because I love it. Um, I don't know if you if you keep up with Coldplay or not. They are living legends when it comes to alternative rock music and just rock music in general. Um, but this album is freaking fantastic. Uh, let's see if we can get out of here. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the, uh, main, uh, main track of the album is called Adventure of a Lifetime. And you may know it as that music video with all the dancing chimpanzees from YouTube. If you have not seen that video, it's pretty good. They used, uh, mocap suits on all the band members and a few professional dancers and just let them perform the song like they normally would and about midway through the uh, the video there's like chimpanzee versions of all of Coldplay performing the song with guitars and drums and all that good stuff uh, Chris Martin's monkey even does the thing where he bends over backwards at the knees and while he's singing the woohoos. But it's a, it's a really great video, great song. That guitar riff will get stuck in your head all freaking day long. Um, yeah, highly recommended. As of right now, it's still got the hype for me, so I give it 10 out of 10. Jonathan, thumbs up. Um, you know, albums like this don't normally stick in my mind at 10 out of 10. We'll see where I'm at in about a week. But yeah, there's only a few albums that did. So I downloaded that, and they had the, um, I don't know what they're, it's called. It's like the his, Historic Collection or something like that for Louis Armstrong songs. I'm a huge old-school blues and jazz fan. Um, there's a few songs on there with him and Ella Fitzgerald. And uh, yeah, that that's great. And it had a couple Christmas songs on there, uh, Christmas in New Orleans, which is probably one of my favorite Christmas songs, uh, just because it's got that old school jazz feel. It doesn't really sound like any other Christmas song out there. But yeah, so kids, if you're listening, if you're uh, under the age of 102 and you weren't around to listen to Louis Armstrong play or sing... Um, in person, 
then you need to go listen to some freaking Louis Armstrong because uh, the man was a genius. He played uh, trumpets and all these horn instruments, and he he played those and sang. But he was oftentimes overshadowed um, by more popular white artists at the time, uh, which is a, a crying shame because he was probably the best. Um, he had the most unique voice of his time. Maybe maybe one of the most unique voices of all time because uh, of the way he played the, uh, the trumpet. He, um, they called him Satchmo back in the day. I don't know if, that's, if that was meant to be a derogatory term or not. Uh, but he, he went with it. He called him Satchmo because uh, he didn't hold his cheeks in when he played the trumpet, which is one of the main things that they tell you to do, but he was self-taught, so his, uh, his cheeks, like, almost looked deformed when he played, and they were, like, gigantic. It looked like almost a, a parody of somebody playing the trumpet. Uh, there's, a, there's a few videos on YouTube of him playing, uh, very poor quality, but, you know, it's because it was the 30s and 40s when he was playing jazz music <coughs> he was he was really really good and uh, from from all the interviews that I've read and uh, all the stuff that I've, I've heard about him he's he was a very nice man and uh, just a, a national treasure as far as American jazz music is concerned uh, at least contemporary jazz music uh, popular jazz music not talking about the freeform stuff. I'm talking about the mainstream. Uh, if you were around today and he was popular, he would probably sit and fall into the same vein as like uh, like inspirational music, like uh, Celine Dion or Adele or you know somewhere in there. We don't really, uh, you know. Yeah, I guess there's Josh Groban, and uh, but we don't really have anybody that's crossing the mainstream, crossing over to mainstream, that's a male artist that hits that same vein, because um, I think Adele is the closest thing that we have right now, just like a powerhouse vocal, vocalist, solo vocalist, that's crossed over to the, uh, to the mainstream from, from inspirational power ballad stuff, like, at least not currently, I know we've, we've had some in the past, but Huh. I never noticed that uh, until just now. That so switching off the topic of music, I have um, I have a really crappy car, as you know. There is actually a bolt that has completely rusted out, and if you're a car person, uh, this is gonna you might as well just turn it off now because this is gonna drive you crazy. There's a bolt that is completely rusted out. On the head gasket, uh, I don't, I'm not even completely sure what a head gasket is, um, and where that bolt goes all the way through the engine block is being held together by a zip tie right now. <coughs> yeah, that's that's right, a, a zip tie. I know it's probably driving you crazy. Well, I had to replace the zip tie not too long ago, and. Uh, 
because that bolt, that space is loose, it's not as tight as it needs to be. A zip tie can only get it so tight. And I couldn't, I, the, I bought another bolt for it. And uh, it's just where the treads are for the bolt are completely rusted out. I know there's probably some way to fix it. Um, but I don't have money. I bought this car for $500, so I'm just pushing it until it kicks the bucket. Um, and so their oil leaks out pretty fluidly. It's just that, you know, a slow trickle, uh, more like a drip. Um, so I have to replenish the oil about once a month. Uh, I, buy the, I buy car oil in those big uh, canisters. And so I was putting oil in my car this morning and a neighbor saw me. I try to do it before anybody gets up because, um, I don't know if you know this or not, but the southern neighbors are very uh, pesky and nosy. He, you know, he's like, hey, what are you doing? You're working on your car at uh, 7.45 in the morning? Uh, I'm not working on my car. I'm just putting new oil in it because I have a leak. Oh, you, you want me to come over and look at it this afternoon? I can maybe fix it. Like, no, I've already had the professionals look at it. They charged me uh, $50 for a quote on how much it would take to fix it, and they told me it would take $2,000 to fix it, which is four times the uh, the cost of this car. So I was like, eh, if I'm going to spend $2,000, I'll just put that down on a crappier car. I mean, not a crappier car, on another crappy car. Um, I'll... Uh, you know, I got my eye on that Ford Probe up there in North Carolina, so it's a uh, it's no big deal. And that person said that they would sell it to me for two K. So if it comes to that, that's what I'll have to do. I don't have two K, but we will see. Guys, it's Friday. I don't know if you know that or not. By the time you listen to this, it'll probably be Saturday. So you're already in the weekend. So congratulations, you've made it. This week has been absolutely terrible at work. Um, t- on a typical day, on an average day of this past year, our office services around 200 people over the phones uh, and around 300 people that actually walk in to the office here in Greenville, the Social Security office, uh, which is a good bit of people, but when you have 60 people working in our office, uh, it's it's not that bad. It's just it gets a little difficult because each person takes on average of about thirty minutes to service. So you could do the math on that. Uh, I just got those numbers from our daily log or whatever. <coughs> um, but this week we've been averaging about four hundred people. 450 people were servicing in the office and around the same over the phones uh, now and we've had people out uh, either with sickness or for a holiday break we've got a couple people out that just recently had surgery and it's been crazy y'all like I've never seen this volume of people we just expanded our office too and it's just like nobody could fit in there. They're packed in like sardines. I don't know if you've ever been to the DMV or uh, had the pleasure of going to the Social Security office, but 
typically it smells real bad because we deal with a lot of welfare cases. That, and that's not a dig at people that are on welfare. That's just the honest truth. We deal with a lot of homeless people, uh, a lot of people that can't take care of themselves. And uh, when you have those people, and my heart goes out to them, uh, it really doesn't smell the best. Uh, yesterday I serviced two of the nicest gentlemen I've ever met. Um, they were both homeless. And they lived uh, under the same bridge in the same tent together. Uh, we have this thing in Greenville called Tent City. Uh, I don't... If you're thinking about doing this, do not. Do not give... They had, Some church had a drive for tents and blankets and like uh, sleeping bags. And they gave them all... To these uh, to these homeless people, and instead of it doing something good for them uh, and providing for them in a way that they can provide for themselves, they just threw all these tents up under um, under a bridge in Greenville, uh, and now we have Tent City, which is a, a gathering of homeless people in downtown Greenville. We would much rather them be at a uh, at somewhere where where we can regulate uh, the flow of everything because now there's been an up upcropping of uh, illegal drug use and uh, people with disease and it's it's something like a population of 500 people in Greenville or something like that. Uh, but yeah, these these guys came straight from Tent City, which isn't too far from where I work. I'm sorry about the, uh, the freaking glove box. There we go. Um, but yeah, so these guys came in, and uh, they were some of the nicest people I've ever met, but it was very clear they hadn't showered or changed their underwear in who knows how long. It was, uh, it smelled very bad. Uh, but... Again, some of the nicest people I've ever met. But those are the smells that I have to deal with every day. Uh, if you ever wanted to know what Tent City smelled like, you could just come in and get a whiff of the Social Security office. And that's going to be as close as you want to get. Um, thank goodness we do have bulletproof glass between us and them. Um, so we do get a little bit of... Uh, we do get spared a little bit from the smell, but not much. <laughs> How you guys doing? Y'all doing good? So last night, uh, I forgot about this yesterday when I was recording. We had that, we had a Christmas party last night uh, where we did a cookie drive where we were, we were going to donate, but they did donate uh, cookies. I don't know if you can call it donate. We gave cookies to uh, our local police station, our local fire station, our local emergency room personnel. Um, which was very nice. Uh, I was under the impression when I first came in that the cookies were for us, and I almost ate some of the firemen's cookies. I apologize, firemen. I did not know what they were for. But we did have, like, cakes and eggnog and stuff like that for our church. And cornhole. Somebody brought cornhole. I don't know if you know what cornhole is. It's like a, a college tailgating football game uh, where you toss beanbags onto a slanted board into a hole. Um, two boards, actually. You're on, like, opposite teams or whatever. First time I'd ever played, and I had two of the most interesting games of my life. I played with my wife as my partner one game, and we lost. And then I played 
um, just with a random guy from church, and we won. It was really, it was really, really fun. Uh, play some cornhole, get a little bit too into it. Here's the thing: is with games like that, people often get upset at me, um, and I'm sure at other people too, for uh, taking the game "quote unquote" too seriously. But if you're not playing to win, why are you even playing? Uh, you know, I'm going to get a little riled up if, uh, if I don't do well or if you're doing better than me. Just to try and get inside your head so that I can win the game. You know? Because uh, what's the point? What's the point of, not, of playing the game if you're not going to take it seriously? I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm the, the jerk that you hated in in college that took the intramural games too seriously. They're just intramural. It's not like you're playing college ball or professional ball. My car is shaking worse and worse, guys. I might have to move this podcast to right after I wake up in the morning in the the studio at my house. It's not really a studio. It's more of just an office area, but I do some other recordings there. You'll notice that the recording quality on the uh, on the ad reads that I'm going to do will be significantly uh, better than the audio quality here or at uh, Bangkok Thai where we record Tomka time, which is actually going to be coming out probably around the same time as this podcast. Um, I'm super excited about it. We finally got all the podcasts up on iTunes, so we're live on iTunes now. TuneIn is being a little slow, and Stitcher has not gotten back to me yet. So I don't know what's going on with them. Um, we may just forego Stitcher. I know that that's eliminating uh, eliminating a huge demographic, uh, but I it's just it's being too it's going to take too much work to uh, and I you know time is money for me. So iTunes is nice. I just upload to SoundCloud. Make sure everything looks good there, and iTunes uh, goes goes ahead and just posts it from there. It does take a couple days typically, but uh, well worth it in my mind because iTunes is the most, I think, probably the most user-friendly podcast uh, app for broadcasters that's out there. Um, <coughs> and SoundCloud has made it super easy and cost effective for me to uh, to do this podcast I was going through a podcast addict when I had Android and Windows stuff uh, before I switched over to Mac uh, but it was just it was way too complicated like what guys what if a lay person what if a normal person wants to make a podcast what, what, what about that and I think we're in a great day and age because anybody can create. Like, you could go out, and if you had the talent, even if you didn't have the talent, you could record an album and put it out there for the world to hear on iTunes. Never has it been so easy for uh, people to create stuff before. Um, I'm super excited about it because... Some of my favorite songs are either covers by uh, people that have done it on YouTube or... Man, 
of course sounds like it's about to blow up. Or uh, people on SoundCloud that have just made mixes. Now, a lot of the stuff that you come across on SoundCloud, I, I was just trying to look up some Christmas music for a background for a video, you know, some royalty-free stuff, uh, maybe even something that nobody had even heard before, and it was like everything that popped up in my search for Christmas music was underground rap on uh, on iTunes. Now. Granted, there was some stuff that was good. I actually did listen to a couple of songs, but it was just no, never-ending, the uh, underground rap. Listen, there's a reason why, in my opinion, there's a reason why there are so many underground rap artists, and especially those that don't make it. It's because rap is very niche, but it's uh, or niche, however you want to say it. Um, but and I could never do it, so that, that that's a poor reflection on me because it, in my mind it seems like it's very easy to just loop one beat and talk to rhythm. Um, actual good rap. Uh, you go listen to some Logic. Go go listen to some Lecrae, some Andy Mineo. Uh, go listen to uh, some. Old school DMC, Run DMC, go listen to some Jay-Z, even Kanye. Uh, you know, you may think Kanye's an idiot, but really I think he's a genius that's uh, let the media portray him as an idiot. Uh, because it's good rap is much more than just speaking to a rhythm. It's actually feeling something. Uh, so... I'm not a huge rap fan, but I get it. Like, I understand why it's a, good, a popular thing. Uh, because it's people that do it well know that it's hard to do. And underground artists that think it's easy to do um, are lying to themselves because they're not doing as good of a job as they can. They're not crafting their words. They're not making every uh, syllable their own. Anyway, I'll get off my my soapbox about rap music. That in in my opinion, there's a disparity between good rap music and bad rap music, and a whole lot of times they find themselves being put out there on the uh, on the same platform uh, because consumers, uh, especially if we're uneducated consumers, don't really uh, know the difference between good and bad music. Just because it sounds good doesn't all the time mean that it is good. Um, there's uh, more than just something catchy. Like it's got to be more than just uh, a looped verse and chorus over and over and over again. I'm looking at you, mainstream pop music. It's uh, it's getting to be a little bit ridiculous that like that's why I love this new Coldplay album so much. We're gonna bring it full circle as as we close out this uh, this morning's podcast. That's why I love this cold, new Coldplay album so much is because there uh, there are themes that run throughout the entire album, right? Which takes a lot of creativity to do, but but each song is also completely different um, than the other songs on the album. Again, very hard to do. A lot of times when you hear somebody's album. Uh, like the new Justin Bieber album, I think is really good, uh, but one of the things that uh, I don't necessarily like so much about it is that each song 
sounds almost exactly the same in style. Um, and most of them are written, are written in the same key. Um, but, you know, you have to have some sort of variety when you're writing an album. Uh, Logic's new album, if you're looking for a good rap album, is phenomenal. It's uh, it's almost like a uh, like an old school rock opera where each song led into the next and told a story. Um, very very good. Uh, but yeah, the, so the Coldplay album is awesome because uh, each song the the lyrics are actually meaty. They actually mean something. Uh, they I, I don't know how to describe it. Like each each track on the album doesn't have. Uh, chorus that repeats itself over and over again or a theme that repeats itself over and over again. There's variety to it. Uh, again, that sound is uh, my parking brake going up, so I'm at work. Thanks for listening again, guys. And guess what? I forgot my noodles. So, this has been the Bishop Podcast Network, brought to you by, we'll say it's brought to you by the Coldplay album, even though they're not an official sponsor. Go get that album. Uh, a head full of dreams. Remember to live life, love people. Thanks, guys.